Hi, I'm Natalie Moore. I'm Jennifer Majewski. And we are here with Mr. Daryl Harris, who is a detective with Pasadena PD. And we will be asking him some questions in regards to his experience with the juvenile justice system. My name, Daryl Harris, D-A-R-R-Y-L-H-A-R-R-I-S. Um, I work for the city of Pasadena, Pasadena Police Department. I am a detective in um, SVU, Special Victims Unit. So what does a day in the life of Daryl look like? Okay, so after my coffee, um, we, um, as a detective, we normally go through, and you got to realize it's a ton of paperwork, but our first and foremost, we go through recent arrest because there is a clock that we're on, and so we get assigned um, cases based upon what your specialty is that you're dealing with. Um, in SVU, it's broken down in the fact that we deal with juveniles, we deal with domestic violence, um, rape, sexual assaults, missing, uh, missing persons. Um, juveniles may fall into the fact that they are a suspect in a crime. Um, maybe they committed a burglary, robbery, sexual assault, all that can happen with there. And depending upon what they committed will kind of depend upon where they're going to deal with. And they could also be a victim in a crime too. How often would you say that you work directly with juveniles? You're normally going to get some type of report on a daily basis. Now, the difference is when juveniles are actually taken into custody, the clock is a lot faster than with an adult on how quickly we have to deal with them. Um, and juveniles are also dispositioned differently than adults too. So it's less likely you're going to find a juvenile who's actually in custody unless it was a major or violent crime. Now, in your eyes, what is the biggest challenge or biggest challenges when it comes to dealing with juveniles? First of all, the obvious that they're not adults and that the system treats them differently. And this difference makes it frustrating in all honesty to begin with because even just uh, a simple arrest, I'll give you an example with this. Once a juvenile is brought into our police department, we have six hours, not six hours in one minute, exactly six hours to get them processed and on to wherever they're going to go. Whether that means release to their parents, on a juvenile hall, somehow into another system. We had a burglary ring that was pretty much pretty active for about good nine to ten months within um, the city and it kept us going for a long time it kept us going to the fact that we actually created a burglary task force just because of this burglary rink okay we finally caught the burglars and the burglars turned out to be four 14 year old girls hmm. who had done at least a dozen burglaries okay well, here's the thing that made this difficult and why they were so hard to catch. Everybody saw them, but nobody suspected them. Uh, Who suspects 14-year-old girls? Right. And so what they were doing, and they got really sophisticated, they would have one girl who would stand out in front. She was a lookout. The rest would go to the back of the house. They would climb in. They would put all the stuff they needed in their backpack, and then they'd walk away down the street. Who suspected them? This went on. But well, we finally caught them. 
And we're like, oh my God, this is great. We've shut this burglary ring down. Well, here is the first problem. None of them went to juvenile hall. Why? Because they had no background, no prior backgrounds of any um, arrest. So they were all released to their parents. So they go home with their parents. They're given a citation date. The date ended up being like about two months from the time that they were arrested. And during that time, they went back to work. And they continued to do what they were doing. And they got arrested a second time before they made it to court the first time. Again, they haven't been convicted of anything, so they were not sent to juvenile hall. They were again released to their parents. So finally they make it to court. The court sees them. I don't know what's in the mind of the judge. I guess he looks at them. They're four 14-year-old girls. How much trouble could they be? We're going to put them on um, summary probation, which is probation with the court. We're going to release them back to their parents. This continued a third time. The girls got bold. What they started doing now, instead of just breaking in and getting out, they were actually setting up camp to the fact that they were going in the kitchen, making themselves sandwiches. And, so, and this became their new MO, to the fact that we realized who's taking all this food out because they wouldn't clean up behind themselves and stuff. Three times, they finally go, it was on the fourth time they went, they, they got caught and they went in front of this judge that he finally sent them to juvenile hall for doing this. And they were put in there for like about two, three months or whatever. But these are the things that frustrate you with juveniles because of the fact the court system does not look at punishing juveniles. They want to rehabilitate them. And I get that. I don't want to sit there and say like I'm a cold-hearted person. But there is a fact or a part with this when you need to have your hands slapped in some form or fashion. And sending you home to your parents obviously wasn't doing it, okay? Because we've all asked, you know, where are the parents? What are they doing or whatever and stuff. A lot of parents look at, look, I don't have time to deal with this or I'm a single parent or you guys are picking on my kid or all this stuff, you know, ends up being an issue and stuff. But these are things that frustrate us. So that's one of the situations I think that makes it difficult. Community policing is a strategy of policing that focuses on building ties and working closely with the members of the community. Do you think this is an effective method of working with juveniles? Well, I think the term in itself, community policing, when dealt with with the true definition is important because of the fact it gets everyone involved. And I think too often in most communities where you are, people just want somebody else to handle the problem, whatever that might be. So you're quick to call 911. You want somebody to show up and deal with it. I don't care how you deal with it. Just don't let it on my front doorstep. Community policing puts you involved, makes you aware of the problem. Um, it also gets other resources involved that are non-police related, which is probably more important. Um, a lot of people just assume police have the answer to everything, and we don't, okay? Our answers come from the community. Can you please explain to us the difference between WIC code 601 and WIC code 602, please? Okay, so WIC 602 is a juvenile who has broken a law, so breaking any law. And the 601s are your juvenile delinquent who has broken a law. So I'm not listening to my parent. Can't do anything with a 601 for the most part. Those are the ones you guys are going to deal with because there's nothing else you can do with them. So your habitual runaways or something like that, 
that would be a six of them. All right. What programs does the Pasadena Police Department offer to juveniles? Resources does uh, the Pasadena Police Office, Police Department offer for juveniles. So on a daily basis, we have a program called PAL, which is Police Activity League. It is an after-school program that we actually pick kids up from school and we'll bring them to um, a Salvation Army within the city and we give them the opportunity to interact, do their homework, um, be in a safe environment and they're able to be there up until six o'clock which gives their parents an opportunity to get off and then come pick them up. Um, it is somewhat of a babysitting program, lack of a better term. Another program I work with is this Explorer program. Explorer program deals with kids who are between the ages of 14 and 21. These are kids who have an interest in law enforcement. You don't have to necessarily want to be a police officer. Um, and most of the kids who join the Explorer program do not become police officers. Uh, we actually assume probably a, a small percentage, but the the requirements for the Explorers is actually pretty tough and, rig and rigorous, and it's amazing that these kids are willing to go through this. So even to get into the program, they have to go through an academy. And the academy is 22 weeks long, so it's for uh, 22 Saturdays. And they'll go down to the Sheriff's Academy or another police department, and all day long, they're put through police training and learning about law and physical training and things like that. They're given inspections and they're yelled at and they're given push-ups and they're given homework and they're not getting paid a dime for this. And you gotta ask yourself sometimes, why would they do this? But it's amazing because the kids who go through this and stick with the program really get another sense of worth. The last one that we did offer no longer around is the D.A.R.E. program, which is Drug Abuse Resistance Education. I thought D.A.R.E. was a great, uh, opportunity for kids to encounter police officers. A lot of times your DARE officer is the first police officer you ever encountered and hopefully it was in a positive situation because you kind of always remember that first encounter. And if it was a positive one then hopefully you'll have a positive outlook with police officers throughout your life. Um, I thought it was very effective. Um, unfortunately, money uh, sidelined that program for most departments, so it's not as prevalent throughout the United States as it used to be, but I thought it was a very effective way to get police in the school and to get that interaction because normally the program was geared toward kids who were in the fifth and sixth grade, and that was just about the time that they're starting to form their opinion or get tempted to get to the wrong group or, you know, activities that would probably lead them down a, a negative path. So that was the reason why it was taught then. And it really had more to do with just drugs. It was taught drug abuse. We talked about um, all types of negative activities or in the, uh, alternative positive activities that they could get involved in instead of just that. And, I thought it was a very effective program. I'm actually sorry to see that it's not around as much as it used to be. Since you've been in the field for 28 years, what improvements would you like to see in the future um, amongst law enforcement, specifically with juveniles? Um, I think it's the system more so than law enforcement. I don't know that. I think our hands are tied. 
because of the system and what we can offer, can do, whatever. Um, and so a lot of limiting factors. I think it always comes down to money. Um, and the way we view what the problem is. And we change as a society. I don't, I don't know so much it's the good old days. I don't want to get there. But things were definitely different when I started 28 years ago than they are now. And the way that we dealt with juveniles, the way society looked at juveniles, what um, was there for them. I want to thank you very much for coming out and meeting with us, Daryl. Um, we... It's very nice to hear that it's not all as bad as it seems on media, because unfortunately the media is portraying, you know, police not in the best light as of yet. Um, but it sounds like you've done this out of love and you've worked with our community for a very long time and you really are trying to change the world. And that's awesome to hear. So thank you very much. Thank you. And I hope that this um, helps you too. And whatever you do, um, I will agree that I do it out of a sense of love and you two seem like you care about what you do and that will make a difference in your long run um, because you're not going to go in a career that you're going to get paid well for what you do okay so if you're doing it for the money you, you pick the wrong major I agree with Jennifer I really appreciate you coming out and talking with us it was it was good to have a a personal discussion and it's not just a police officer in a uniform being all tough and mighty and and scary so it was really nice to have just a one-on-one -on -one conversation that scary? <laughs> no but that's a good thing yeah <laughs> thank you i really appreciate it thank you Five more.